It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience. And without robbing you of the joy, of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Is that R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to talk about what happened around the NBA with the boycotts and what all got resolved, and also talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder and what they're going to do moving forward. Uh, we start with the boycotts. Uh, it's uh, It's been decided that the NBA will move on. Uh, and continue the postseason. That was really up in the air the last time that we had a podcast, and the reason that this podcast is so late uh, is because uh, I, I try to give it the most time possible, but you know, at 8.30 a.m., I've just got to start rolling here because we still don't have all of the information, uh, but that's just the way it goes. I'm sure by the time that this gets uploaded, there'll be a schedule out, there'll be the updated dates out, 
Uh, but as of right now, there is not. There's just some sources that, that say it'll be on Saturday between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston Rockets for Game 5. Uh, but that's not confirmed by any means. So we'll have to wait and see what the schedule looks like. So the boycott uh, has been decided to be over uh, in the sense of you know striking out on games. Uh, and they will play over the weekend. The players came together and had a vote on if they wanted to stay or not. Uh, and the Clippers and the Lakers both voted to leave. Uh, but everyone else voted to stay, and eventually the Clippers and the Lakers came on board with staying as well. So the players have decided to stay inside the bubble and to finish out this postseason. Again, it should get started up in, you know, on a uh, Saturday or Sunday this weekend, but we'll see. Uh, there's some reports right now that it will be on Saturday for the Thunder and the, and the Rockets, and you'll just restart uh, that Wednesday slate on Saturday, but that is not confirmed just yet. Uh, so what... Did the players get out of this? And we talked about that a little bit yesterday. They simply got out of this the fact that we're talking about it, the fact that we're talking about racial injustice. And I understand that it was on the court. I understand that it was on the jersey. Uh, but for many, 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 many people, okay, for many people, being on the court, being on the jersey, eventually faded away. Eventually, it became just another basketball game. And so for the players to see this happening again, while uh, also seeing the the conversations stopping and shifting into only about basketball, uh, they decided to take a boycott. Uh, and really, it was a strike of the games. But, you know, again, we're just going to use the, the verbiage they did. Uh, a boycott. And, and it got the conversation restarted. Uh, and then from there... They took even more steps. Messaging is great. Talking about it is great. Uh, putting it on the court is great. Uh, but they uh, had a meeting with the owners, and they're demanding the owners to do more. Uh, they're challenging the owners to do more. They want the owners to do more. They want a program dedicated to uh, in, uh, to initiatives for social injustice, uh, you know, and to and to gain social justice in this world. Uh, so it seems as though the owners will follow suit with that and will be doing more to try to help fix the problem. Uh, and, and there was some pushback to that for some reason, because for some reason uh, at all walks of, of sports, fans are pro-owner, which ne never has made a lot of sense to me. Uh, but uh, what more can they do? That They donate X amount of money already. Uh, well, if you, if you look at the donations that they, that they make already to this cause, uh, it boils down to, $1 million per owner. You can get a Deontay Burton-like player for the for the amount of money that they donate to this cause, that, that billionaires donate to this cause. And furthermore, they're not just rich people. They're rich people with connections. They're rich people with connections. The Houston owner is good friends with Donald Trump, the president of the United States. The Magic owner has a huge impact and has the ear of a lot of people who have a huge impact on what's happening in every single school system across America. They have these connections, both locally and federally, and the players asking them to use them, I don't think is out of the uh, realm of possibility. Uh, I don't think is outlandish. I don't think is something that, that you should be surprised by. It's something that should be happening already. Uh, so, 
It seems as though the owners will make a, a more conservative effort to follow suit with, with making a new plan, with following a new plan and doing a lot better of the way they should be doing. And, and we'll see if if they can keep this up, if the owners will, will keep up their end of the deal. Uh, but, you know, the players did not just boycott and, you know, sit out a couple games and nothing's changing. Now, we don't know to the extent just yet what this all meant. But number one, it got the conversation started again. Number two, it's at least going to have the owners, who are some of the most powerful people in the world, pique their interest at this topic and hopefully do a lot more with it. And you've seen the players start calling politicians. You saw that you know, Chris Paul w- w- was instrumental in all of this. And he really, again, signed up every young player on this team and registered them to vote. Every player on this team is now registered to vote who is eligible to vote in the United States because of Chris Paul. They're making these efforts. They're making these changes. They're trying their best here to do whatever they can do. And it shouldn't fall on athletes to be trying to make these uh, leaping changes, but they've stepped up whenever it seems like no one else will. So that's what happened with the boycotts. They're going to play. They'll be back to regularly scheduled basketball on Saturday or Sunday. But before they did that, in the middle of their postseason, they decided to try to change the world. So you have to give them a ton of credit for that. After the break, we're going to talk all about basketball and get into Game 5 and and, and shift back into a, a basketball podcast because I know uh, that you have your own political podcast that you listen to, it, although I don't understand how this specific topic is political uh, by any means. Uh, but still, you have your own podcast to listen to about that stuff, and you just want to come here for basketball. So this will be a basketball podcast. This is a basketball podcast, but I did have to give some resolution to what happened with the boycott. So coming up, we're going to preview Game 5 again. I know that we previewed Game 5 uh, two days ago, but a lot has changed since two days ago, including if Russell Westbrook will play in this series or not. Will Russell Westbrook help his team? Will he hurt his team? And is there a brand new X Factor in this series? One thing that has not changed, though, since the last time we recorded a Game 5 preview is just how good Built Bars are. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off that first order. They have 18 amazing flavors of caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Of the original flavors, my favorite was, of course, the banana nut bread, but they're sending us a new box of these new flavors, and I think that cookies and cream might just overtake that, but these bars have 100% chocolate on the outside. They're soft and easy to chew. It's a great way to maintain weight, to lose weight, all while getting a delicious treat. These bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet, and... They truly do taste like a candy bar, and there's no bad aftertaste afterward the way they are with most protein bars. There's also no chalky feeling in your mouth as you're eating them, and I cannot wait to see their new recipe that they've cooked up 
for these built bars. Again, you can use them pre-workout, post-workout, but you can also use them as a meal replacement, as a breakfast or a lunch. They will truly fill you up, and I, I promise you that you will get full on some built bars. So you can go to builtbar.com right now, use promo code locked on, get ten dollars off your next order by using that promo code locked on at builtbar.com. There'll be a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. You're going to want to get your hands on that built bar and on the cooler. And there's a little hack for you if you want it. If you want in on the scoop, you can go to builtbar.com, order your box, use promo code locked on, and when you get the box, put some in the refrigerator. Life changing experience. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. And there is some breaking news right now as we're recording this, and that is that Tim McMahon of ESPN tweets out that the Houston Rockets held an inter-squad scrimmage on Thursday to get all-star guard Russell Westbrook his first full-speed 5-on-5 action since he was diagnosed with a right with a strained right quadricep, sources tell Woj and I. Sources say that Russell Westbrook looks as explosive as ever. So let's start with Russell Westbrook after Tim McMahon has that report four minutes ago and... Russell Westbrook seems back. And, you know, you, you look at this and Russell Westbrook benefits from the boycotts, yes. But the boycotts were bigger than basketball. It's bigger than, than any advantage. Uh, but it's no doubt that, that, that the Rockets do benefit from sitting out and, and not playing. But again, basketball in, in that sense doesn't matter with what was happening and the impact that they were making. Uh, but but James Harden, who was looking fatigue, gets rest. Russell Westbrook, who was still teetering on if he was going to come back or not or how he's going to look, gets to play in 5v5 action and looks really well. So what version of Russell Westbrook will the Houston Rockets get? We talked about this a little bit at the end of last podcast. And he's fully back. You don't scrimmage 5v5 and then not come back. He was already upgraded to probable, which I think he would have played uh, on Wednesday whenever the boycotts happened. I think he would have played anyway. Uh, but nonetheless, he's not out anymore. He's going to play. So what's, what is he going to provide in a 2-2 series? Is this a brand new series? What's funny is uh, I feel like both sides are pretty comfortable with Russell Westbrook coming back. I don't think that the Thunder fans are nervous about this or think that it uh, negatively changes the the – Ability of this Thunder team to win a ball game. Uh, I don't think that the Thunder fans are saying, okay, the series is over now because we couldn't cash in without Russ. And I think that the Rockets fans are saying, well, look, we didn't have Russ Westbrook, and now we do, so this is not even going to be a series anymore, and the, and the Rockets are going to run away with this thing. I would encourage Rockets fans to hold your horses a little bit. 
Thunder fans have been around the block a time or two with Russell Westbrook in the postseason. Ill-advised turnovers, playing out of his out of his head, playing uh, too emotionally. That's Russell Westbrook in the postseason the last couple of years. So, could that be fixed this season? Look, he stopped taking threes. He has started load managing. He's done a lot of different things in Houston that he did not do in Oklahoma City. That's without question. But it's a lot harder not to take those threes whenever it's in the postseason. And I truly believe, and this is all with the qualifier that I still think Russell Westbrook is a top player in this league, and I still think Russell Westbrook, by all means, tomorrow or whenever they play, could have a triple-double and be lights out. But I still think that if I was a betting man, I would have to bet on the side of him not being a positive addition to the Rockets team. There's just so many things I look at and say it's a negative for Houston. Number one, just a stylistically, you look at this fit. I know it's been working this year to an, to an extent, but I think that Russell Westbrook actually helps the Thunder keep Steven Adams on the floor because you take a shooter off the floor. If Steven Adams is not closed out on a three-pointer, and that three-pointer is from Russell Westbrook and not Jeff Green or Ben McLemore or Daniel House, it's a lot different. That shot goes a lot different. Nine times out of ten. So, he takes a shooter off the floor, and, and he can't shoot threes. Again, I think that he'll play too emotionally. I think that we, we've seen him get caught up in a one-on-one battle that is devastating to his team against Ricky Rubio. We've seen him get caught up in a one-on-one battle that is devastating to his team against Damian Lillard. And you don't think Chris Paul, who has made a living in this league off of getting underneath the skin of opponents, isn't going to get under the skin of Russell Westbrook? And I think that Shea is a, is a part of that as well. I think he looks at Shea and looks at how much love that Shea gets in Oklahoma City and looks at how excited we are for the future with Shea and looks at you know what we feel about Shea right now and he wants to say, it's not your time yet, Shea. And vice versa, I think that Shea wants to have that passing of the guard moment between him and Russell Westbrook. I think that the emotions are high in this series. And I think that that favors Oklahoma City. I think that really does favor Oklahoma City. I don't know how Russell Westbrook is going to play while he's dealing with a quad strain. And he can look as, as explosive as he wants to in a scrimmage. Playoff basketball is different. And even if he feels 100% and he goes 100%, He's taking the ball out of James Harden's hands. He's driving. So, that, I mean, that's going to be two points, not three. And, again, I just have a feeling he's going to be doing too much. He thinks that this team can't win without him. It's 2-2 right now. They blew a 2-0 lead. They couldn't put the Thunder away. As we talked about before, going up 3-1, going up 3-0, puts the Thunder away. They couldn't do it. And so we've seen Russell Westbrook play with that hero mentality. It's not a good sight. 
least not recently. It's not a good site. So you mix all that in with Oklahoma City trying to get out of the first round, something he could not do without Kevin Durant. And I think that Russell Westbrook will have a um, series that might not be a positive for Houston. And look, he's changed everything else about his game. Maybe he's changed that part too. Maybe he's gotten that part under control. It's yet to be seen. But I'll take the two years worth of uh, of data, worth of knowledge, rather than half a season in Houston so far, where everyone kind of knew, okay, this is great for him. This is great for Russ to be doing this right now. Let's see him do it in the postseason. And again, he's a top player in this league, so he very well could have a triple-double tomorrow uh, or whenever they play and be fantastic. Very well could do that. But that's worth noting that I'm not positive, without a shadow of a doubt, that Russell Westbrook will, will be elite against the Thunder. Let me know what you think about Russell Westbrook on Twitter uh, and, and returning to the series and what he can add for Houston and what he can do against Oklahoma City on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. So we move on in the series and we talk about Steven Adams. I touched on it a little bit. I think that he can stay on the floor more with Russell Westbrook on the floor. Now, Russell Westbrook is a good rebounder, especially for a point guard. He's he's actually a great rebounder for a point guard. Uh, and I do worry uh, that Steven Adams will not be able to out-rebound Russell Westbrook whenever they're both going for the ball. Uh, we, we saw so many times that uh, people acted as though uh, Russell was stat padding and, and you know, Steven Adams was just getting man, you know, was just uh, clearing out the, the way down low, boxing out just for uh, Russell Westbrook to come steal it. Uh, that's not the case. You're seeing that in this series that that's not the case. Uh, what's happening is people are putting all their attention on Steven Adams down low as they are in Houston, uh, and the ball is falling off the rim. And unlike whenever Russell Westbrook was in Oklahoma City, no one is there to pick it up. No one is there to, to get the basketball. Watch how many times that happens in this series. Whereas if, if, if the point guard goes from Chris Paul to Russell Westbrook, the Thunder are miles ahead of the rebounding category against Houston. Because Steven Adams is doing the same thing. He's, he's boxing out, but he's getting so much attention, he just can't fight through all of it and get the rebound every time. Whereas Russell Westbrook would clean that rebound up after Adams did the dirty work. Nobody in Oklahoma City right now is cleaning up that rebound for the most part. So that, that's one area in which Russell Westbrook excels at is rebounding. He's a great rebounder. He's a great driver. Now, who knows how much he can do that with that right quad strain. Because, again, a scrimmage is one thing. I'll, I'll believe it whenever he's doing it in the postseason. Because I, I think that that right quad strain is probably a grade three, which would be devastating. But I think Steven can stay on the floor a little bit more uh, because you're taking a shooter off the floor. And, and that was the big reason why you couldn't play Steven Adams. Uh, as long as you still want to run up tempo, I'm fine with what he does offensively. You just cannot let him... Uh, you just cannot let that fact that he's on the floor and he's bigger than everybody and everybody uh, turn this into dumping it off down low and not running your offense. You've got to still run up tempo offensively. Defensively, I'm way more comfortable with him giving up three-pointers if those three-pointers are going to Russell Westbrook. Way more comfortable. So, Steven Emerson is going to be interesting to see what his role is now with Russell Westbrook back. Is he still going to be in that 20 to 26-minute role? 
Or are they still going to go small? Or is he going to get more minutes? Is he going to go back to that 30-minute role? Well, maybe even you know 30-plus minute role with Russell Westbrook back? Who really knows? But coming up, we're going to talk about the keys of the game and also James Harden and what he can do the rest of the way. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the keys to the game for me have to be to continue to run fast. You've got to get this offense moving up tempo. That's been what's working for you this entire season and this entire series, especially. And you look at this closing lineup, and I still think, even with Russell Westbrook back, that you close small. I just truly believe that that might be the best way to go. I will say, though, uh, that for this series, for this game, Game 5, I, I, I'm I not going to complain uh, right off the bat about Stephen Adams' minutes because I don't know how it's going to come back with Russell Westbrook. Because if you take Adams off the floor and go small and you run that fantastic lineup so far of Chris Paul, Dort, Shea, uh, Dennis, and Gallo, then you're really susceptible to a Russell Westbrook drive. And you can give up a ton of points that way late in the game. So you might still need Russ, you might still need Adams on the floor if Russell Westbrook is on the floor. Adams on the floor is really only a travesty whenever there's five shooters on the floor because he just simply cannot close out on those shooters. And he can't defend the perimeter. That's where Adams becomes a liability. Every, every other time, Adams is fine. So Russell Westbrook taking that shooter off the floor helps the Thunder be more versatile because they can play Adams more. They can also go small if they want to, but they can play Adams more. So I'm interested to see what this Game 5 look, looks like in the best of three series now from here on out. I really think that this Game 5 can look like the Thunder feeling out the Rockets yet again, just like Game 1 looked like. Because how do you combat Russell Westbrook? What is Russell Westbrook? The difference is, though, this is a pivotal Game 5, whereas Game 1, you can kind of afford to lose. Again, that kind of, that kind of sounds silly, but if you lose Game 5, your back is against the wall. If you lose Game 1, you can really respond in a big way in Game 2. Obviously, the Thunder did not do that, uh, and they got down 0-2, but still, they've tied the series up right now. So, I, I do wonder what it's going to look like on Game 5, because this is, again, another curveball, and you're really going to need to make your adjustment at halftime and not uh, in the next game, because if you lose this game, you have to win Game 6 and 7 in a row. If you win this game, you've only got to win one more in the next two games. So it really changes your outlook on what you need to do this series, obviously. Uh, so Game 5 is going to be huge. Huge for everybody. So it's, it's going to be a, a little bit of a benefit, too, for Houston to be changing up their play style. You change up your play style in the middle of a series, and that's another element you have to defend with and you have to defend for. Now for the Thunder, I'm sure that they are, but I'd be treating this as, okay, let's just act like Russell Westbrook is perfectly healthy, and let's just look at the game film from whenever that he was perfectly healthy, and let's assume that that's what they're going to do. And if, he, if Russell Westbrook is worse than this, then we've already stopped him at his best now. We, we know the game plan for whenever he's at his best, and that should also help whenever he's at his worst uh, health-wise. So it's going to be interesting 
it's not going to be as different as having to face a small ball lineup for the first time ever because you, you've practiced with, practiced with Russell Westbrook. You've played against Russell Westbrook in Houston uh, this season. Uh, let, let's see how it goes. But the closing lineup to me is going to be interesting because I understand if you want to still close small because I love that lineup and I love what they've done this series. But I also understand if you want to keep Adams on the floor this time for the closing lineup because Russell Westbrook, if he drives on a, on a lineup with Gallinari as the anchor, or with Dort and Dennis and Shea and Chris Paul on the floor, who's going to pick him up on the drive? Who's going to stop him at the rim? I do wonder about that. And then number three is close out on their role players. I, I want to see this so badly. I don't want to see the wide open threes anymore. Not only is that bad defense, but I truly believe that if you're going up 2-0, you blow that lead 2-2. If you can make these role players uncomfortable early in this game, they're going to freeze up. They're going to be uncomfortable. They're not going to get their shot right. And, and they're going to go cold from beyond the arc, something, something that they have not really done uh, this entire series for a, whole, for a whole game. They've had stretches here and there of being cold from three for an entire game. If you close them out from opening tip-off, I think that the role players could feel the pressure and could be a disaster from three-point land. So those are my big keys of the game. And another thing to watch for is James Harden because the big talking point that we had on the first preview was – is James Harden tired? Is he fatigued? Because all of his shots were were short. He didn't look like he had his legs under him. Lou Dort was frustrating him. Now, you get Wednesday off, Thursday off, Friday off, and, and I think that they're going to play Saturday, but that's not confirmed just yet as of 9 a.m. on Friday, so who knows what's going to happen. Is he no longer fatigued at that point? Is, is he good to go at that point? What's going to happen with his shot, which was looking, again, very very short, and looked like he didn't have his legs under him. Now he's gotten three days off at least, and we'll see if he plays. Uh, you know, it, We'll see if the, the, the teams get together on Saturday or not, uh, but it looks that way. The Houston Chronicle is reporting that it will be Saturday, but that's not been reported by Woj or any uh, true uh, big names, and, and not to say that the Houston Chronicle is not credible, but I just will feel more comfortable whenever it's from Woj or someone like that giving you the schedule uh, because – According to him, there's no schedule been released yet, so I'm not sure how he doesn't have it, but the Houston Chronicle does. So I do wonder about James Harden's fatigueness, you know, his level of fatigue for Game 5 because that was going to be a huge story for Game 5. He was dead tired. His legs were gone. I want to see what it becomes in, that, in the new revamped Game 5. And we will have a post-game podcast whenever Game 5 is to wrap up this entire uh, game this long-awaited and anticipated game. But on Twitter, you can let me know what you think about this game and who you think will win this game and what the keys of the game are on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Is that R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S? Listen, the support for this podcast has been great. Last week, we had a historic week. This week, it's been fantastic, really fantastic. The listener numbers uh, continue to rise, continue to grow each and every day on to another historic week. Uh, again, last week was the most listened week ever, ever in the show's history. And there's been some fantastic people to host this show before me. So that's just attributed to you guys listening and supporting this show. Uh, since May, we've at least had a plus 50% on our listener numbers at least for the entire time. We've never seen a month in which we did not grow at least by half our audience. So that is, that is just unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. So I really appreciate each and every one of you who take the time to listen to this show, even if it's once a week or twice a week or 
you know, once a month or every single day. If you listen every single day, let me know on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Is that R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S? Let me know what you guys think about this series and about uh, this specific game leading into it. I want to hear how you're feeling about all of these takes, about all of this madness that's happening uh, on the basketball floor because it's very divisive uh, if, if Steven Adams can play or not. It's very divisive uh, if Russell Westbrook will be, will be a net positive or a net negative for Houston. And I want to hear where you fall. If you don't have Twitter, you can email the show, lothunderpod at gmail.com, and let me know over there all of your opinions on Game 5, what's your what to watch for, what's your key to the game, and what's your bet of the game. Bet of the game was Houston minus 3, but I'm sure that line will change a little bit once we get a new date and new start time out there. And the Thunder Moneyball bet of the day, I'm going to go with Shea. I think that Shea will lead this team in three-pointers in Game 5. So it's going to be fun to watch. I appreciate everyone listening. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles, and the next time that you'll hear me, we should be able to recap Game 5. This is the only place where you get a new podcast episode about the Oklahoma City Thunder every single day. So, So subscribe. That way you never miss an episode. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.